Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyper fast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyper fast. All right, welcome to the first edition of the Hyperfast Wealth Show on the Hyperfast Agent Channel. Remember, you can't build wealth overnight, but you can get there a lot faster than you think. Uh, this is your co-host, Dan Lesniak, along with Sunil Saxena. Hello, everybody. Great to be here. All right, so hopefully you guys have been following along on the Hyperfast Agent Channel. We've got a number of podcasts there. You know, we kicked that off with Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, so not a bad way to start for, for the kickoff of this segment. You get me and Sunil. Uh, mm-hmm. Not quite the names yet, but we're on our <laughs> way, I hope. And you know, we wanted to create this channel, this, this sub-segment or show, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, to educate people on the different opportunities there are in real estate investing. Because there's a lot of ways to make money in real estate. A- absolutely. I mean... I, I didn't come from real estate. I didn't start. I'm actually a medical doctor, so I, that was my, my initial career. Uh, but I mean, real estate is just, I feel everybody should be in real estate in some form or fashion, whether it's your primary profession or you're investing in it. Uh, I've got uh, four children, a few, a, a, three of them are teenagers. One's not quite a teenager yet. And I'm already telling them, no matter what you do in life, somehow be in real estate. And that's what we're going to talk about today is multiple ways to be, be involved with real estate. Again, more of an active role. There's things you can do, but there's definitely things you can do in a truly passive role and build wealth uh, on, in a hyper-fast way. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've been doing it since 2003 when I bought my mm-hmm. first home using a VA loan and you know, bought and sold, uh, rented, did a lot of different things. I didn't get into it professionally until 2011. And mm-hmm. you know, now, now along with Carrie, my wife and business partner, we're selling $400 million a year. But... We also have this development piece that we do, and mm-hmm. we've really grown it recently along with you, which has mm-hmm. been fun. And you know, we've got almost 100 units mm-hmm. coming in the pipeline that we're doing in the DC area. And today we want to just go over, because you and I have been you know, combined, mm-hmm. have got like 40 years at least of mm-hmm. experience investing, building, developing. We want to go over today our top five favorite ways, and there's others, this isn't like a complete list, but we right. just want to go over top five favorite ways that you and I have made money mm-hmm. in real estate and, and go into a little bit on each one of them and how people can get started. Yeah, Absolutely, let's jump in because I mean, these are some uh, gems of knowledge. All right, so our, our, our favorite, five favorite ways of, of making money in real estate. Number one, you guys have probably heard of this before, but it is buy and hold. All right, so this this is just your classic rental strategy, right? And uh, any any good insights or experiences or things to share on this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's a great way to make long term wealth. I can do a whole hour on stories of people who have done this on a very you know low level versus on a very high level. Uh, one thing that comes to mind, I remember many many years ago, I was renting uh, renting a townhouse actually in McLean, Virginia, not too far from here, and my landlord was, I guess. I would call her not really a sophisticated real estate investor, but over the years, she just bought about three or four townhomes in McLean. They probably went up over in value by 10 times over that, that time frame when she bought them. She, she held them for like 30 plus years and just rented them out. And now, you know, when she she's, was in her 80s, I think at the time, and she's, you know, worth 
three, four million dollars when you have all these townhomes yeah. that she owns. And she didn't really do much, you know. So it's a very basic strategy, but you know, that's pretty good uh, nest egg or something when you're in your 70s or 80s having you know, three, four million dollars. So it can be done on all different levels. The, the nice thing about real estate um, is that it appreciates. That, that's the key to this whole strategy because pretty much anything you buy in this world is going to depreciate. I, I know that's not everything, but most things you buy are gonna depreciate. So even if you, if you buy a piece of real estate and as long as you hold it for a 10, 10 year plus period, uh, almost always you're gonna make money just on that, that hold. The other thing that I think is really critical for people to understand in a buy and hold strategy is cash flow. The, 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 the asset you buy really does have to cash flow along that, along that period. Don't get into a trap where you're saying, oh, well, I'm, I'm in a negative cash flow, but I'm going to make up for it because the value, you know, the property's going to double or triple over yeah. the time frame. Don't ever do that. So as long as you get those two things right, is buy in an area where you know it's going to, over time, go up a good, in you know, Washington, D.C., some good markets, uh, and you have some cash flow along the way, you're getting money every month for that whole time, and you're making, you know, value as you go along. Yeah, the cool, the cool thing, if you do this right, is you're going to make money in multiple ways. Like the long-term appreciation will be there. Right. The cash flow, you know, getting that rent check every month will Absolutely. be there. Paying your principal down. Right. If you, if you get a loan, which right. uh, most people do this well, like right. your principal is going to go down every month. Mm-hmm. And the tax benefits, right? There's like four different oh, ways. The tax benefits are huge, right? That you can make money. You're not going to get rich overnight from it, like right. like you said. But it's something anyone can do. Like it can be a side hobby you do on, you know, right. once once a month on the weekend. You go out, look at homes, get a good deal, right. and slowly you can keep your job. You don't have to like do this full time, but you just Absolutely. slowly build up a portfolio. And maybe you go bigger, right? right? When you've accumulated more, because the more the more units I can get in one mm-hmm. deal. Like if I can get them all in one building, like that's that's where Typically you really better. see the guys who who, who make yeah. well because they get they, they get right. the efficiencies of mm-hmm. you know all these rentals in one property. They can you know manage it and not have to deal directly with the, the tenants and all mm-hmm. of that. So like yeah. there's, there's an opportunity to start small and or, or get big mm-hmm. uh, and and you know it's something I right. think that maybe people don't think is sexy, but it is a yeah. It, it's, it's a way to really build up wealth. Yeah, no, no matter what, I mean, real estate is a great investment, especially over the long term. Sometimes, you know, in a year or two, values can go down, but over the long term, it always goes up. Uh, even business owners, I always counsel them to maybe own their own, you know, where the real estate, where their business is. Anytime you can own real estate, it's all, it, you know, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a good thing. And I think, you know, the nice thing that I think we, we, we brought up as well is that it can be done on a very, very small level, own just a couple properties, right? Yeah. That's it, done. My, my first rentals was the second home I bought. I was in the Navy at the time, young junior officer, and I, I, I don't think I was even making $50,000 a year, and I, I got yeah. into it. Right, so you can do it on a small level, you can do it yeah. on a big level, there's just whatever kind of situation your life is in and what you want to pursue, but no matter what you're doing, somehow do some kind of real estate. <laughs> That's what I always tell people. All right, number two, yes. we'll call it value add, and, and we've kind of broken yes. this one up, but this is also number three, is, is value okay. add. And, and I kind of break this up into two categories because I think there's like mm-hmm. small ones you can do and okay. then there's there's bigger ones you can do. And, and you know, you and I have done both. Mm-hmm. You know, the small ones, and before the small ones, you're gonna make uh, less less money, but it's, mm-hmm. it's typically gonna be a quicker turn, mm-hmm. easier to get access to sometimes. Bigger ones, right. you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get a bigger hit, bigger paycheck, but right. 
it might take it might take longer or require more resources. So I think Absolutely. it's kind of important to break it up into two categories. But the principle is the same for each, right? right, you, right. You, you buy something, you make it better, and then right. you sell it to someone else, right? You, you pretty much hit, hit the, uh, the nail on the head, or I think that's the right saying. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, really what you're doing is you're, you're taking some sort of real estate asset, you're adding some sort of value to it, making it better, and therefore the value goes up and you're getting that, the, the, the spread in the middle. Uh, when I started, I just started with, with uh, I think my first deal was here in Silver Spring, Maryland, uh, purchased a house for like $200,000, put about $50,000 into it, sold it for about three fifty, dollars and with all the expenses, everything made about fifty dollars to seventy-five. Uh, sorry, fifty thousand to seventy-five thousand. And and the um, you know a couple of points on this, you know, number one, this does this is more active. You're going to have to be involved. Uh, you know, buy and hold is fairly passive. There's still some in, you know active involvement, but fairly passive. But again, for those people who like this type of thing, who are inclined to do it, maybe they're primary job isn't quite as demanding. They can do stuff, stuff like this. I think my first 10 deals I did, I was still practicing medicine as a medical doctor. And, you know, the funny thing, or I don't know if you want to call it funny, but funny or sad, I don't know what you want to say, but, you know, if I did, let's say I made $50,000 on a deal, I did four deals in a year. That's $200,000. That, that was equivalent to my medical doctor's salary. And I was maybe working a quarter, an eighth of the time I was working in the, as, as a medical doctor. So, the amount of money you can make for the amount of time you put in really, again, it's very, very hard to be real estate. That's why, you know, obviously I'm doing this full time now. But yeah, I think, again, this can be done on a small level, like you said. Uh, if you, you know, as, as I've grown, I've done it on a, on a bigger level, but you can do one or two projects a year and still make very, very good money. You know? Small one typically is gonna be like, you know, buy something that's old, renovate within like the house. existing right. footprint. Like exactly. you're not adding on typically mm -hmm. in what I would consider a small one. You're, mm -hmm. you're maybe doing the kitchens, maybe doing the baths, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Carpet staging paint. it yeah. at the end, getting it really nice and then, and then having a good marketing plan or you're using right. a good real estate agent and, mm -hmm. and you know, you're, you're, you know, hopefully buying at one level, putting right. in a certain amount of money to get it better, but then right. selling it for, for more than that. And the reason it works is because Buyers out there, and I know I'm a you know, professional real estate agent, I've sold a few homes. <laughs> yeah. Buyers have a hard time seeing past you know, what the home looks right. like now. Like they can't exactly. envision it, right? right. They, they, if they walk in, it's old and messy, that's what they see, and, right. right? And even though it might be 25K to, mm -hmm. to, to get it, to fix mm -hmm. everything in there, like right. because they can't see that, they're mm -hmm. willing to pay like 50K or 100K more. And like that's just the way the market works. Yeah, I mean, that's not their specialty, right? They have a right. day job and that's what they're good at. And, you know, I think that's one thing I've found is buyers that are not real estate people just have no idea, right? It could, let's say it really costs 25,000. Some people think it costs 2,500. Other people think it costs 100,000. So it's hard for them to gauge how much, the, how much is needed to get the property from where it is today to where it needs to be. But yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a great strategy. So that's what I pretty much do all day long. Uh, and again, it can be done on a small level or a big level. Uh, typically, small projects like you already mentioned are, you know, the quickest I ever did one was 60 days complete turnaround from literally buying it to selling it. But typically, you're talking three to six months for a smaller project. As we get into the bigger projects, you're talking at least 12 months, 12 to 24 right. months. Right. And bigger ones, it's, for us anyway, we're, we're knocking down the house, building new, right. mm -hmm. or may, maybe making one house into two or four, you know, subdividing or, mm -hmm. or making one building right. into you know multiple condos so mm -hmm. this this could be a, a larger renovation too like if you're adding on adding to the right. existing footprint that could mm -hmm. get baked into that but but either way you're typically looking at a year at least i know we we just did one by the way 
or, or last year anyway, we did one where we, we were in and out in like 10 months. Yeah. Like we pulled a 50 month project, we did right? it in 10. <laughs> we did it in 10, that's just the experience. And, and you know, right. if you do a few, you might get to that level too. But right. that was a 5,000 square foot mm -hmm. home that, that we did in 10 months. Right. right. Typically, I'd plan for a year in this, make sure if you're not a builder, you got yeah. a really good one to, to partner yeah. with. I mean, again, this is not, this is a little definitely more active. You have to be involved. Again, if you're doing one or two projects a year, it's not that much time. But if you do 10 projects a year, that's a lot. Uh, and, 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 you know, it, there's a learning curve to this too. So, you know, the first projects I did, I still remember, I, I didn't know anything. I just, I got through and we made money, great. But now looking back, I'm like, wow, <laughs> I could have saved or done something so much quicker and easier. So, uh, great strategy and, um, you know, something that definitely works. <laughs> Are you a real estate agent with friends or clients moving to or from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area? Send them to the number one team in the area. The Kerry Shell team will ensure they get world-class treatment and the best possible results buying or selling their home. The Kerry Shell team has the best training, systems, and marketing, and we proudly guarantee our results. To refer us business, call the Kerry Shell team at 703-589-9067 or go to referkerryshell.com. All right, so number four we'll talk about is wholesaling. Ooh, yes. Sometimes some, a lot of people get confused by this, but it's a pretty simple concept, actually. Okay. Yep. So, so what is wholesaling? You've, I think you've done, I've done it a couple times. You've done it more than me. Yeah, um, I've definitely done wholesaling. It's, it's kind of a strategy that kind of fits into what I do now, because even the deals that I, I, I put together now, I'm still willing to wholesale any of them as long as the money is there. Uh, basically, what you're doing with wholesaling is you're getting, you're, you're getting a property under control, under contract in some way. Once it's under contract, you're immediately selling it to another developer or, um, or builder or whoever the end user is. So you're really not doing anything in the middle. You're not, um, in most cases, you're not even acquiring the property. You just have it under contract and you're assigning that contract to the next person. Sometimes you have to close on it and then, then you know, reclose, re but you typically want to avoid that. And this is where... Yeah, it saves, saves you money if you avoid that. It saves a lot of money, right? Closing costs, and you don't have to get the financing and all those things. Uh, but it's a great strategy, especially to start out in, because you, don't, you may not have the building and development experience, and that's where a lot of people kind of you know, struggle a little, uh, to, to a certain extent. And um, again, a good, good way, I mean, on smaller deals, you can make $2,000, $5,000. I've had deals where we made $50,000 on a wholesale. Uh, there's deals I've seen in D.C. where people are making a million dollars on a wholesale. So it's it's all over the all Ooh, over the yeah. It's, it's a good hit. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so it's, it's just, quick. It's fast. Your capital's not out there. Right. Like a lot of good advantages, right? Yeah, you, you don't really have to have a lot. You, you actually don't need any any capital to do it. Um, Maybe a deposit. Um, they, they might want a deposit. Yeah, deposit for, like, for so the contract. Deposit, right? You try to minimize that as well. Right. But aside from that, there's really no capital you need. It's much quicker than building the project and doing all the work. Uh, again, I'm a developer, I'm a builder, so I love building things. So I actually like that part of it. A lot of people don't like that part. So that wholesaling is perfect for them. Uh, my daughter, who uh, is, is uh, gonna be 18 here soon, she's still 17, is actually doing, looking for projects she can wholesale. So a quick way for her not to be like really, really hands-on with projects, but be able to identify good deals, put them together do the analysis and then send it out to other people who want to actually do I think if, if you're going to be good into wholesaling, at wholesaling, to me it comes down to you got to be able to do two things well. You got to, you got to, maybe three actually now that I'm thinking about, but you, you got to generate the opportunity, the leads. Like somehow right. you got to get in front of people that, you know, want, want to close quickly and, and, they, and they, they maybe want to give up financial upside to get some right. certainty that they, mm -hmm. they know that Absolutely. you or someone that you're going to find mm -hmm. is going to buy it quickly, right? right? So, mm -hmm. so you got to be able to generate those opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you got to be able to analyze and make sure you're, mm-hmm. you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. So that's the second key piece. Mm-hmm. Like you got to know, hey, this 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 thing I'm getting under contract under control, mm-hmm. like it could have a final value of this if someone put in this much money. Mm-hmm. And you got to know those numbers. And number three, you got to go find that those buyers, those buyers so, yeah. which is, is kind of a combination of the first skill. It's generating, right, right. you know, marketing uh, and generating leads. Yeah, typically. Um, Again, I've, I've actually probably bought more deals from wholesalers than I've actually wholesaled because I'm, I'm still more of a developer. But really, the most important thing is the wholesalers, like you just said, is know your numbers. Because I get so many deals from wholesalers that, oh, yeah, you can sell it for this, and you can build it for this. And it's like, I look at these numbers, I'm like, <laughs> not even close. And then you, then you get a reputation as, oh, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. So as long as you present good deals to people, there will be a ton of people that want to, want to buy those deals. So that third piece you said of getting the buyers is very easy once people know that you provide good deals, you'll have a line out the door, in fact, of people that want to buy these deals. Uh, so, yeah, I would say that, you know, getting a pipe, a steady pipeline, having a system where you can get these deals. And then number two is making sure you do the analysis properly. So you're presenting it properly to the next, you know, the buyer, to the developer, whoever the buyer is. Um, those are the keys to this. To this yeah, it's a great way to uh, make make money quickly without yeah. having much at risk. And I'm, my, my writing is just too big. So I'm going <laughs> to put number five over here. Yeah. And that's going to be lending, right? So yep. uh, if, you, if you get, you know, the, the goal should be you get good at the first four, right? The first four things on this list, you get right. good at those. And then, <laughs> all right, maybe you've got some, you've got some capital uh-huh. now from, from being good at, at the first four items on here. And you're, you're mm-hmm. perhaps wanting to, to give up the time that it takes mm-hmm. to do all these and and become the lender on projects, right? And, and let's let's talk about that. How does yeah. that work, private lending? L- lending, again, is, is a, I think, a, a phenomenal thing that a lot of people have no clue of, but they don't, don't, don't even realize they can do. Uh, and actually, a lot of the lenders I've worked with don't even come from a real estate background. They might have maybe sold a company and they had a bunch of cash that came out. They may be in their 40s and 50s and have worked over you know, their career, saved up money. A lot of doctors and lawyers, right? They have excess capital that they're sitting in a bank account making 1%, so they're looking to get better terms and, and, and rates. And I, I would say lending, the, the, the nice thing about lending that I really love is that it's, it's truly a passive endeavor. Uh, of everything on there, you know, buy and hold is fairly passive, but you still got to deal with tenants and toilet problems and this and that and collecting rent. Lending, there's none of that. You literally are just, you lend the money to somebody, they, um, you know, use it for whatever purpose you're using it for, and then they repay the money with interest. And really, you're not doing much at all. You're just kind of, you know, sending the money and getting your check back. Uh, so I really like lending for that reason. You know, we have a number of people that work with us that lend us money on our projects, and it truly is a way that you can, you know, passively invest in real estate, make quite a bit of money on your on your money, and really have zero kind of involvement and you know, hundred percent focus on your day job or whatever your primary interest is in life. Yeah, and to me, the the key skills on, on lending are going to be. Can you vet the person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And can you vet the property, right? Right, because because the person's the one that's going to repay you. So, yeah. do they have good credit? Mm-hmm. Do they have a good financial plan? Mm-hmm. Do they have the ability to repay right. that loan, right? right? And then second is how, how good is the property? How good is the, the deal? The deal. Like, right. like if 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 you know the guy you're lending to, for whatever reason, can't repay you. Mm-hmm. And you right. got to take that property back. Is it going to? What do you do with it? Right. Is, is it going to cover your mm-hmm. your loan and your cost yeah. and your time and yeah. 
all that. So you, you got to be able to vet the value of the, 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 the property as well as the person's Person. ability to repay you. And then don't get overly aggressive on this. Like you, you don't want there to be a situation where there's just not, not mm -hmm. money left if you had to sell the mm -hmm. property to, to, to repay the loan. Yeah, I would say of, of those two, I would actually say the person's the most important, the, the actual, the, the, the sponsor, the person doing the yeah. work. Because their track record, their ability to perform, those things are what you have to absolutely look at. Because if you've got someone who's done this, been, you know, has experience doing it, they've got a portfolio of projects that have been successful, you can almost you know, just kind of take their word for it, so to speak, meaning you, of course, look at their numbers and everything. But they're, gonna, they're not going to present you a, a deal that doesn't make sense because they've been doing it for so long and that's also their reputation right. on the line. So really make sure that if whoever you're working with, you know, depending on how, again, how large of a scale you want to, you know, find at least one person who you trust that can do this for you. Maybe have a, a group of five people that you can lend to, you know, lend different people you know, to. But really getting those people is very, very valuable as a lender. Getting people that you know that, that have done these deals that have, you know, uh, either you've already worked with and have repaid you or they have a track record of doing these deals and repaying other people. That, that's, to me, probably the most important thing in lending. Yeah, the person, because even if the property value is there, like you don't want to have to go through that right. process of taking the property yeah, back you, and all that. Right. It's mm -hmm. it's just going to waste more time and, and money. And, you know, so you, you want to vet the, the person, number yeah. one. And, you know, you can do this in first position and, and you'll you'll typically get a lower rate or you can be second right. position on a, on right. a property or a project and you'll get a higher rate because mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. second position is a little bit more risky. Right. Mm -hmm. But in either case, no matter how you do right. it, you got you to gotta be able to vet the person. And like we could, we could do a whole show just on this because like, mm -hmm. there's different ways to be the lender. Like you could go out, mm -hmm. get, get investors to, to, to give you the money and then, and then go find the right. projects, <laughs> exactly. right? So there's, there's all sorts of models. Right, right. And that's really true with, with all of these. Like, right. and, and that's mm -hmm. why I'm looking forward to this this show, this series with mm -hmm. you, we're, we're gonna dive in to, to things like this, the questions mm -hmm. you guys ask. So please make sure you leave comments, leave feedback, just anything you wanna talk about, let us know. Uh, we do, uh, do have a, a, a top 10 guide, our, our top 10 tricks to save money, make more money when investing. You can download that at hyperfastwealth.com. Again, that's hyperfastwealth.com. And we look forward to doing uh, more shows. This, this is gonna be fun. This is great. We'd love to, you know, share some knowledge. I've been doing this 18 plus years now, so I think there's a lot of what we can help these, help anybody with. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.